0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, with you. As the NFL draft is right here in front of us, we'll talk about the draft next time we come to you. Right now, we want to talk about some of the things the Eagles have been doing leading up to the 2017 draft because they have been busy in this offseason. So what have they done in the last few weeks? Well, they've added some key pieces in reserve roles. Defensive lineman Chris Long, a veteran and formerly a number one draft pick of the St. Louis Rams, last year won a Super Bowl in New England He is here replacing Connor Barwin at the defensive end position. Patrick Robinson, a former first-round draft pick who just has not stayed healthy, has not found his entire game in the NFL, kind of maybe his last shot here in the NFL, signs a one-year deal with the Eagles. Philadelphia also busy on the defensive line in addition to Long, making a trade with the Baltimore Ravens to acquire Timmy Jernigan. Now Tim Jernigan in an exchange of draft positions in the fourth round, the Eagles will draft 25 spots later but they get Jernigan, who is an attacking defensive tackle. The Eagles think he'll be very effective in this Jim Schwartz scheme. And then to fortify the quarterback position to add a third veteran there, the Eagles signing Matt McGloin, late of the Oakland Raiders, to a one-year deal. So let's begin on the offensive side. A little exclusive here. Offensive coordinator Frank Reich has seen the Philadelphia Eagles address some key weaknesses in this offseason, particularly at the wide receiver position. Bringing on board Al Sean Jeffrey and Tory Smith in free agency for the first time here is Frank Reich talking about the Eagles offense. Frank I guess everybody wants to know how much better did this offense get in the offseason.
1: I think we took some really good steps. As a quarterback and as a, you know, and coach as a play caller, Coach Peterson as a play caller, one of the things that you know you value in an offense is having outside threats, you know, guys who can be playmakers outside. And certainly getting Sean. you get a proven playmaker who's got great range, really good on 50-50 balls, really good route runner for being a taller guy. And then, of course, you got Torrey Smith with the vertical speed proven over the years. It'll be competitive and get big plays from our other guys as well. So I think we're taking some good steps.
0: Does it add to your options? in terms of calling plays, designing a game plan when you have somebody like Alshon here?
1: Absolutely, because when he's lined up out there, if we're using him the way we want to be using him, they're going to know he's there they're going to have to consider rolling coverage to him. They'll think about matching up with him every now and then. So that makes it a little bit easier in the run game. That certainly turns the attention to him. Should open it up for other guys in the past game as well.
0: Do quarterbacks throw the ball up for grabs more when they know that they've got somebody that big, that long, and who can go up and get it like that? I guess maybe throwing it up for grabs is a bad term, or is it?
1: Well, no, it's the I certainly know what you mean, but in the quarterback size, that would be a bad term because here's the way we look at it. We look at it like, even when he's covered he's not covered so what it looks like we're throwing it up for grabs there's a small window there that we see we see that even though he's covered we see if i can put the ball right there on his back shoulder there's a little window right there so and yes when you have a guy like alshon there's without question as a quarterback it's a mindset it's a mindset that i can always find a way to get in the ball
0: how about in the red zone frank how has he performed in the red zone which was an area that really needed to be improved
1: after last year yeah, I mean, he's been really good. I mean, obviously, he's got the length and the ball skills. He's a really good fade runner, slant runner. That's really the combination that you want to have down there. You want to get down there, and, you know, you're one-on-one with a corner. He's got to know that you got two options, that you're either going to run a slant on him or you're going to run a fade on him. He can't cover both of them. He shouldn't be able to cover both of them. So Alshon, you know, obviously is a great fade runner, but he's also a very good slant runner because he's got good feet and he's got a big body. So if you're a big body receiver and you can just get inside the corner a little bit, you create a big window for the quarterback to throw. So that should help our red zone offense.
0: I don't want to slight Torrey here. I know he's got the speed. I'm not sure fans really appreciate or or maybe don't know a whole lot about Torrey Smith.
1: Yeah, Torrey obviously has always been a guy who has been take the top off the defense and has provided a lot of big plays over the year. When he was in Baltimore and was a free agent, I was somewhere else and we were interested in getting him. Because I saw not only was he doing a good job taking the top off defenses, but he also was able to catch some underneath stuff and had some route running skills. But then on top of that, we know he's a great leader. He's a guy who's been in the league a few years. We have young receivers and he's the kind of guy who can come in there and be a leader. Uh, His college coach, Ralph Fregent, told me that Torrey's the greatest individual he's ever coached. You know, the combination of player-person. And he coached a lot of football, coached a lot of players, and for him to say that Torrey Smith is the greatest individual he's ever coached it says a lot about him. So that's the kind of leader we think we're bringing to the team.
0: And then, Frank, finally, how do you feel about the quarterback's room now with Nick Foles working with Carson?
1: Hey, yeah, we're excited. Excited to get Nick back in Philadelphia. You know, obviously I wasn't here with him last time, but I've always admired Nick's career. Of course, who will ever forget the seven touchdown game and that season that he had where he threw Seemed like 100 touchdowns and no interceptions. It was an incredible year. Nick is a really good passer and with great touch. And you know, I think he'll really come in and be able to help Carson out. You know, he's done it in this league. He's a proven winner. I believe he has the right temperament to be Carson's backup and to help Carson get ready each and every week. Sounds like a pretty good off season for the offense so far. You know, with the draft coming up, you know we get a few more pieces and then we're ready to go. How many times a day do people ask you who the Eagles are going to take in the first round? <laughs> a lot. I mean that, right, that's the question. That's what makes this league so great. It's so fun. I mean, and even though as coaches we have the inside scoop, there's still some of it that we don't you don't never know. You can't predict exactly how it's gonna play out. Well, who's gonna take who? They could fall a million different ways. And so, you know, we're not fans, but in a little bit, it's like it's fun. I mean, it's fun for us as well as it is the fans. So Frank, who the Eagle's gonna take fourteenth overall? <laughs> the best player that'll help us win a championship next year. Thanks, Frank. All right.
0: Now we turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball. Long comes to the Eagles with a lot of experience, a lot of success, and that Super Bowl ring. He said he signed in Philadelphia for a variety of reasons, just believing ultimately that it's a really good fit for his football skills, for his family, and for what he still wants to accomplish in the NFL.
2: Thank you to Jeffrey Howie and uh, Doug for giving me this opportunity, and thanks in advance to Philly fans and the city for you know hopefully accepting me and work real hard and do my best to be a part of this great thing that they have going here. Um, yep. I think uh, I fit in well you know for me the number one thing when I went into free agency was to find a good football fit and uh, schematically I think it works really well for my skill set and what I've done in my career I love the city uh, my folks went to school here um, my wife's from you know South Jersey so I know the area well you know football wise family wise it's, it's really perfect for me I think it wasn't about uh, anything but just getting back to the player that I was or as close as you can be to that and that's a something that I'm very driven to do. I'm very driven to compete and try to help this team win and uh, I'm just lucky to be here but for me it was number one was the football fit and a team that's going to have a chance to win a lot of football games and I feel like when you watch them play it's obvious that this uh, organization is just moving in the right direction and uh, you know when we got ready to watch the Super Bowl and play against the Falcons, you know, I spent a lot of time watching Philly's defense because they were obviously very talented and played Atlanta great. And it just really jumped off the screen at you. And you say, you know, in free agency, once it started, I was like, yeah, I do remember watching those guys. And man, that would be cool to be a part of something like that. So uh, that's where I wanted to be.
0: As for Jernigan, three seasons in Baltimore, now he's in Philadelphia. I had a chance to talk to Jernigan upon his arrival in Philadelphia. A little one-on-one with new Eagles defensive tackle Tim Jernigan. Tim, the idea that you would, you know, get traded, I guess players kind of react to it differently. How did you react when you really first heard the news?
3: Uh, I was a little mind-blown more than anything, you know, um... Like I said, I didn't think it would happen. You know, if anything, I just heard rumors of it. But at the end of the day, I feel like everything's going to work in my favor. I think I'm coming to a great team with a great scheme that just fit, you know, what I like to do. So I'm not complaining at the end of the day. You know, everything happens for a reason. How would you characterize your time in Baltimore? Oh, it was fun, man. I'll never forget it. You know, I have nothing but love and respect for every player and every coach there. You know, um, and I always will. So I have nothing negative to say about them. You know, my time there was great. I had a lot of fun.
0: I know that you are just being introduced to the Eagles, and you can't really do much until April 17th. But just from the outside, what do you know about, or what do you think you know about this defensive scheme and how it might fit your skill set?
3: I just know that, you know, it's aggressive. You know, the guys up front attack. They like to get upfield. You know, and I feel like that's definitely I'm playing into my hands. You know, that's what I'm best at.
0: Was it an adjustment to go from college to the NFL and to play in that three man front?
3: No, because we ran a three four at Florida State. So I've always played in both schemes. I played in a two gap scheme, I played in an attacking scheme. So it doesn't matter. Just put me on the field and you know we can make some work.
0: You and Fletch and Brandon Graham and Vinnie Curry and there's a whole lot of firepower up there.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun, man. The biggest thing is just making sure, you know, everybody do their part, you know, leading up to it and making sure, you know, we're firing on all cylinders, you know, when, when it's time.
0: Is there a chip on your shoulder after
3: getting traded? Huge chip. <laughs>
0: That'll be fun watching you work out and, and attack this thing, huh?
3: Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Tim, thanks. All right, thank you.
0: Now, what about the look of that defensive line? Connor Barwin out. Signing with the Los Angeles Rams in free agency, Benny Logan leaving the Eagles via free agency now in Kansas City. The Eagles bring on board Jernigan and Long. Here's defensive line coach Chris Wilson talking about the new look, Eagles defensive line. Chris, one year ago you were new to the NFL and what has a difference of a year made for you?
4: Well, I think the biggest thing is you see the level of competition week in and week out and just how hard it is to win week in and week out. The biggest thing is uh, obviously doing a great job of preparing your players from week to week because there's some bad records, but there are no bad teams in this league. I think that was the biggest transition that you make.
0: What do you do this time of year? I think fans kind of are curious about that. How do you spend your days?
4: Well, we're working. I mean, we're aggressively uh, getting prepared for the draft. What we do before then is we go in and we uh, break down everything from teaching methodologies to scheme to philosophy to everything you can imagine. We're going back and detailing and seeing seeing if it fits and uh, that's been the biggest thing that you do.
0: There have been some personnel changes up front for you. Benny Logan goes to Kansas City. Connor is released and then signs with the Rams. You bring in Chris Long and Timmy Jernigan. Let's talk about the newest Eagles, Chris Long.
4: What did you see from him as you watched him last year? One of the things I saw with Chris is, you know, he's still a guy who plays with maximum effort. He's a true tough guy in this league. I'm not talking about a guy who's dirty. I'm talking about a guy who plays with great effort, still a great technician. You still see him flash. I mean, and I'm excited to have this guy with us.
0: Is he the kind of player who brings some of the elements that Connor brought on and particularly off the field and in the locker room?
4: I would say so. Obviously, they're both different. You know, it's hard to get into comparison. But I always say both of these guys are consummate pros. You know, they bring that type of mentality. They bring that type of work ethic every day. And uh, I think it's going to contribute to our room overall.
0: Chris, when somebody new comes into the, uh, the roster, fans and media say, well, how this guy's going to project is this. Do you do that, or is it kind of a let's wait and see how he fits in?
4: Well, you know, what I always try to do is find out the things that they can do and try to become a custom tailor. And tailor something that fits these guys. And and again, there are only so many big men across the world that are athletic and strong and can do the things these guys do. So uh, what we're trying to do is find out, hey, what can this guy do? How can we complement it uh, and help him be the best player he can be?
0: And then Timmy Jernigan, a lot of playing time, a lot of production in Baltimore. What did you see from him?
4: I saw another guy that you uh, add along inside that's going to demand some attention, uh, that's going to force guys to have to account for him, not only on passing situations, but on normal downs. So uh, I think he's a great complement to what we're currently doing inside.
0: What is the difference when you're watching somebody in a 3-4? Is it difficult to project him into the scheme and the style that you play? Well,
4: not really. You look at his attributes, some of those from a physicality standpoint, and then you got those coachable moments, those things that you can actually teach. One thing that I think you see from Timmy is just his explosiveness, his power, and so uh, he's got some quality things. Like I said, again, they'll compliment us on the interior side of our defense.
0: You haven't seen your defensive lineman since January 2nd. Chris, how excited are you for April 17th in the offseason conditioning program?
4: It's like Christmas. You get away from them and uh, you go back through the video from the season and what you notice more than anything is just how much more you can improve, how much better we can all be from players and technique and effort to coaches as far as teaching. So it's exciting, especially uh, getting year one under our belt.
0: Now from here to the draft, Chris, do you still hit the road and still look at defensive linemen? Oh, yeah.
4: We're still getting prepared and going out and gathering as much accurate information on these guys as we can, studying the video, going out and getting a feel for these guys not only from a, an athletic standpoint but just how do they behave how do they learn how do they take coaching you know how do they like being coached to us? so you're going out and finding all those attributes prior to going into the draft
0: what kind of group is it in this draft
4: I think you've got a talented group up front. I think it's a great class of uh, defensive uh, ends in this class. Uh, there's a possibility you could see, you know, three, four possibly go in the first round. There's a solid group of defensive tackles in this group kind of throughout the draft. So uh, it's go, but, uh, you know, as always, there are only so many of those guys on your board. You just got to do a great job of evaluation and getting your information on these guys.
0: Have you found that the second time around, Chris, is, I don't want to use the word easier, but you're more efficient, more effective, maybe even just better better overall?
4: Well, the answer to that question is yes. So the one thing that I tell my guys all the time, I says you can't teach experience. And so the more times you do it, the more times you go back and reevaluate it and correct the things that you saw, it makes you better year in and year out. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for guys. I'm excited for the organization. And uh, I like what we're building. Thanks, Chris. You're welcome.
0: Time now for the Bird Phone on the Eagles Live podcast. This is the segment where the fans call in and we pick the best questions and comments and then we have a little conversation. So today, the question of the week is what grade would you give the Eagles to date in this offseason? We begin in Dallas with Joey
4: i like to give the Eagles an A-plus because they gave us a big man on the outside that can catch. He's like our own version of Dez Bryant. So, yeah, we got something to match the Cowboys now. And, yeah, I'll give them an A-plus. Shout out to Nolan Carroll. Alshon Jeffrey will be mossing him. I repeat, mossing him all season. Thank you.
0: Well, Joey, it's great that you are so fired up about Alshon Jeffrey. I think everybody is. And if Alshon Jeffrey can provide the kind of threat and production that Des Bryant brings to the Dallas Cowboys, then the Eagles offense will be at an entirely different level in 2017. And Carson Wentz will have a go-to wide receiver, something Eagles really haven't had here since, dare I say it, Terrell Owens. Thanks, Joey, and keep representing in Big D.
2: This is Richard Simpson out of Virginia. I was calling to uh, grade. I would give the Philadelphia Eagles grade B, maybe a B plus, uh because uh, with a little cap space, the Eagles I was having to deal with this offseason, they've addressed a lot of holes temporarily that could turn into long-term deals for a lot of the players. With the moves being made, it allows the staff to possibly take either best player available or to address the needs in the draft with a little bit more ease. That's my grade is a B plus. I can't wait, and I'm looking forward to the upcoming season. And great job, Dave, with everything that you're doing. Even if I don't make the live podcast, I'm just glad to finally get to call in and comment. Y'all have a good one. Fly, Eagles,
3: fly.
0: Richard You've made it. You are on the Eagles Live podcast. Thank you very much for your analysis. And you're right. The fact that the Eagles were able to address in a very judicious manner some key positions, some areas of need, without overextending the salary cap into the future, really important. And I think it sets the Eagles up for the draft where they don't have to reach. But let's be honest. There are still some very obvious needs here. Cornerback, running back, another pass rusher, linebacker. Would you say another wide receiver? So I think the way the Eagles are looking at it is, let's just get better. One corner of this roster to the next.
2: Yes, hi. My name is Jonathan Ford. I'm coming from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. If I had to give the Eagles a grade for the offseason, I'd probably give them a B+, because I love the new wide receiver they just got, Jeffrey. I think that's a great, great free agent signing for the off season, and I like the cornerback. I mean, he's a new piece, and we're going to see what he's going to do in training camp, but I really love the signing of Jeffrey. Yeah, and that's it.
0: Jonathan, thanks so much for calling, and we'll take that B+. Patrick Robinson, an interesting case. The 32nd pick in the 2010 draft. Really good career at Florida State. Runs well. Why has he not made it in the NFL? He's played with the Saints. He's played with the Chargers. He's played with the Colts. Now he's here with the Eagles, and it might be his last chance to be a kind of an NFL player. He's got good size. He's got the speed. So we'll see what Corey Unlin can do with this 5'11", 190-pounder. Obviously a position of need for the Eagles and Patrick Robinson. Glad to see you mentioned him because I think a lot of people are forgetting that Patrick Robinson, a former first-round pick here on a one-year deal, another one of these players on a single-year deal, he's got to prove it to make this roster.
2: Hello, this is Stanley Williamson from New York. The question I have for y'all is... Are they going to get a cornerback or a running back in the draft? And I will give them a B-plus right now.
0: Hey, Stanley, thanks for calling in. To answer your question, can I say both? I think the Eagles at some point in the draft will take a cornerback or two, maybe three. And no doubt they'll take a running back. Great draft for running backs. There has been some success in the past, obviously, with Howie Roseman taking LaShawn McCoy in round number two. The question you're really asking, let's be honest here, Stanley. You want to know, will the Eagles take a running back or a cornerback in round one? I think both of those options are very much on the table, along with defensive end and maybe linebacker. At 14, the Eagles can really go in a lot of directions in round number one. Thanks to all who participated in this week's Bird Phone. We'll be back with the next rendition of the Bird Phone on our next Eagles Live podcast. So we're just a couple of weeks away from the NFL draft. The Eagles, of course, holding the 14th pick in round number one. They've got eight selections in all. Where will they go early? Well, we'll dig into that the next time we are here with the Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro. I'd like to thank you for joining me on the Eagles Live podcast. Thanks to Brian Thomas for making this all work so beautifully. We'll be back soon with more on the Eagles Live podcast with the NFL Draft, The Focus, as the Eagles try to get this roster where they want it to be to make a playoff run in 2017. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.
3: E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!